0: Hello and welcome to The Other Six Podcast, where we will discuss what it looks like to follow Jesus the other six days of the week. We'll discuss life, food, the recent sermon series of the North Liberty Church of Christ in North Liberty,
1: Indiana.
2: Welcome to The Other Six Podcast. Uh, On the podcast with me today is Jody. Hello. uh, Patrick. Hello. And my name is Preston. And uh, today we are going to talk about how to worship the Mm -hmm. other six days of the week. But before we dive into that, I got to make a confession to you guys. Uh, For the first time, for the first time in my 29 years of life, I have felt like I'm actually, I'm actually getting old. Right? Oh, wow. I, I know, Like it happens it sneaks to everybody. Up on you. It happens to everybody. But this past weekend, <laughs> I turned almost 30, meaning I turned 29 <laughs> years old, right? Yep. And for the first time in my life, I'm almost 30. Yep. Because until until Friday.
1: You have a year and then middle age hits you. Right. <laughs> until Friday, yeah. I was young.
2: I was in my 20s. <laughs> and I woke up Friday morning and suddenly. You're on a clock counting on the clock. And suddenly I'm almost 30. Ah, oh, now, man. <laughs> I, I can count. Uh, the days until I turn thirty on a three hundred and
0: sixty-five day calendar,
1: right? Uh-huh. <laughs> That's a lot of hands if you were going to count fingers. Oh, yeah, <laughs> embrace it, <is. laughs> it.
2: It is. Uh, but I, I, I felt it. I have. I, I felt like, man, it's my twenties are, are basically gone at this point. Mm. And uh, I mean, I, I know Jody, you're you've been there before. I know a lot yeah. of our listeners. You guys are like. Don't could care less how
0: I feel, but you know, it just,
2: it hit me this weekend. I'm not going to lie.
0: It was your weekend for your birthday. All right. I got to tell a quick story about the first time I actually felt like I was getting old though. Okay. So it was recent. Uh, I was chasing around my daughter, running around the house and I was wearing socks
1: <laughs> and I, Did you wear sandals with your socks? No sandals with like my that's socks. An official, no, that's an like official. That's an no, official no, no. step. I've, I've done that. <laughs> I've done that in my twenties. and I'm oh, okay, not okay, felt okay. old. Okay. Okay. Okay.
2: Hey, mean, man, I rock the the chacos sandals. Uh, I'll rock those all summer
0: long. Chacos and sacos. Chacos and sacos. That's a real thing. You can do that and not feel too old. At least I can. So uh. I was chasing Evelyn around, and we have hardwood floors. And I turned a corner, and my feet slipped out from under me, and I fell hard, like shaking the house hard, Ooh. and like. That was the first time I've fallen down really hard and couldn't get back up right away. <laughs> yeah <laughs> like,
1: so that's that's just I mean. or maybe I, that's not about age. Maybe that's just about your floor. It, I that, mean, that's well, possible too. It, it could be several factors <laughs>
2: that that just makes me think of like, uh, you know, sometimes I'll I'll get up out of my, uh, my basement, go upstairs to get, like, a drink of water. My watch is like, hey, you're working out. That's good. <laughs> I'm like, no, no, I'm just getting ice cream. <laughs> yeah. But thanks for the compliment. <laughs>
1: no, I'm glad to know that my heart rate rose so much <laughs> in anticipation for ice cream. Yeah. Yeah. Is that, like, um, one of those things that uh, is either your heartbeat is up, not because of what you're doing, but because of what you're expecting, the anticipation, yeah, yeah. like the yeah. anticipation, like there's, hard, like you're excited, you're like <gasps> mm-hmm. ice cream. Yeah, I get excited about ice cream. Yeah, my heart rate probably goes As up. As you should. Yeah, As like ice should. cream. Yeah. I mean, my heart. Gave I mean, summer's coming, and yeah. a lot of
2: ice cream. You know. Yeah. Man, speaking of like food, like junk food. It's, hey, it's my birthday weekend. So It's All, I, right. I dove it's all good. I dove in, man. I we went. So Patrick and I, we went to uh, Chicago. We went to Chinatown. Uh got some authentic, really good Chinese food, some Peking duck. We had some Giordano's pizza. Uh we got some candy, like yeah. Chinese candies. Went all out. Uh and we also went to the world's largest arcade. Sweet. Yes.
0: Now so I, Preston was talking this place up before we got there and he was like, It's I mean it's it's is he thought it was America's or the, the nation's I thought biggest. it was America's <laughs> largest I I still
2: am kind of curious because I know there are some massive arcades yeah, in Yeah, like there's got to be some. Right?
0: But it says the world's largest arcade. It does, so... right on the window. So I was anticipating, like, yeah, it's a pretty big arcade. I mean, no, it it's huge. <laughs> Five huge rooms full of... Uh,
2: I'd say four huge rooms <laughs> and, and then, then one like, smaller uh, yeah, one. Yeah, 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 yeah. Did but, they
1: have like a retro section? Oh, uh, it was all it, retro. They had everything
2: I mean. from anything that you can imagine. Uh, I mean, they don't have... They had stuff from the 80s for sure, yep. 90s. See, that's all where I'm had, at.
1: That's where I, li- you know, when it comes to arcades, that's yeah. where I live. I think the 1980s, most recent yeah. one
2: I saw was 2014. I know is when uh, Ikaruga came out. That's, I don't know if you even spent time in that shooter, the shooter room.
0: No, I didn't um, spend time in that one.
2: I'm pretty sure that about. one came out in 2014. So they have they have everything. But mm. like I, I told Patrick, we walked in and I was like, all right, so here's like your, you, you know, this first room. And the first time I went to this arcade year, a couple of years ago. I thought that's what it was. Like, that's all it was. And then there was a point where I couldn't find my wife, Sarah, who was there with me. I'm, like, looking around for walking up and down all of these different rows so of machines. So it's like Walmart. Yeah. <laughs> but with arcades. But I'm sitting there going, like, I have no idea where she is until I finally figured out there's a little doorway hidden between two cabinets in the back yep. corner that opens yeah. up to another room of equal size. Yeah. And then in the corner of that one, there's another, and it, like, you yeah. do that three different times yeah. until you get into all of these different rooms. It really is a huge, huge place. But we spent all afternoon
0: um, playing arcade machines. Yeah. And what, what was your – you, you spent time in the day back yeah, in the day. Yeah, back when in the day. See, so I actually quarters. represent the arcade age. <laughs> yeah.
1: uh, I would say uh, – and I, I know I spent a lot of quarters in the arcade, but there's uh, – I remember playing Pac-Man. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's really vintage. Um, and then uh, – Back in the day when they had laundromats, and my mom and I would go to the laundromats, and she would give me like three quarters, and the goal was to actually stay there <laughs> long enough to actually get three quarters worth. Right. Yeah. Um, karate Kid. I remember Karate Kid, and then my favorite. This was when I was in middle school. Uh, I would come home, and between where I lived and my school, there was a Seven Eleven, and I spent. A ton of quarters playing uh, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. Oh okay. yeah, there you go. Okay. And so, like, that's the one that like sticks out to me. Sure. Uh-huh. Like in my memory bank, like just spending. I probably spent way too much money. <laughs> oh, um, for sure. Did you ever? Did you ever beat any of these machines? Ah, uh, no, 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 no. I I feel like <clears throat> I was one of those kids that was you know you know three dollars a quarters and then you're done. Yeah. you know. Maybe some of my friends that had a little bit more cash on them, I got the opportunity to. Like, you had to be committed, like, financially committed to actually beat the game. Mm
2: -hmm. I might be wrong, but I think that Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles game is the one that's kind of famous for uh, there's a level in there that is basically impossible to get past. And it's just designed to get as many quarters out of you as you can. That
1: seems about right. I mean, I I can't calculate it because I didn't pay attention. Uh, I, like I mean, mo- well, like most teenage boys, right, for right. sure. You know, whatever's in your pockets, you're yeah. going to put and in the machine. that's kind of how
2: those games were designed. They, yeah. they make the first level, you, you know, you get hooked on it, yeah. but then they still got to s- try to squeeze the last few cores out yeah. of you, yeah. so they, they keep you coming back, and they make it difficult and hard to get past. Absolutely. So, that's good. I think my favorite game that is in that arcade has got to be – it's one called Burger Time. Did you ever play Burger Time? I have heard of Burger yeah. Time. It's, it's uh, older than Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. It's uh, definitely an 80s one, one of the – older classics, Um, but it's, I mean, you just run around and you have to, like, walk on top of the burger buns to drop them down to make a hamburger, uh, while also, like, throwing salt at the bad guys.
0: (laughs) (laughs) I don't think I've ever heard of it, or I've heard of it. Um, You've talked about it, but I've not seen any gameplay of it. Yeah, it's, it's really good. The sequel to it is Absolutely
2: horrible. <laughs> I don't Is know.
1: that Burger Time 2?
0: Is, I, yeah, Super Burger
2: Time. It's usually watch.
1: not. They didn't really think of original Burger names. Time with
2: Cheese. Double Burger Time. Yeah, yes. Something like
0: that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. My favorite, and I mean, I haven't spent a whole lot of time with, like, arcade, like, the actual cabinet games and stuff like that. I've played emulators and... Like, you know, home game system, stuff like that. But arcade games itself, I, I had more time with pinball, which we played pinball there, too. That was fun. But um, my favorite arcade game I learned about then on that trip on Friday, um, and it was called Joust. Mm-hmm. And oh, Have yeah. you played Joust? Yeah. Right, yeah. So yeah. for those uh, – do we actually on joust? have that?
2: So that machine that we've got out in our that foyer out there that says it Rampage does have on joust, it, it's yeah. got Joust on Oh, it. does it really? Yeah. Yes. Oh, that is awesome. Uh, but one of the buttons is broke, so it uh. might be a single-player Joust. <laughs> Dang. <go ahead.
0: laughs> well, for the uneducated, Joust is uh, you're riding on ostriches, yep. and you can jump from level to level, or you can fly, and the whole objective is to be just a little bit higher than everybody else on their ostriches, so you knock them off, yep. and then you can steal their ostrich eggs. Um and it, man, I was Which so. Sounds fun. ridiculous. Like anyone yeah, who doesn't yeah. understand. You did video not hook me in <laughs> <on> that, and
2: <laughs> I even knew the game. <laughs> Mechanically, it's really fun because every button is a flap, and so you have to like you have to yeah. time your buttons correctly so that you're at the ah. appropriate height. Because if you go too high or too fast, you're Your hand-eye
1: coordination's got to you be for sure. You yeah. know, elite, yep. elite but level.
2: If, yeah. If you're j- if you're even just a couple pixels lower than your enemy, then they'll be the ones that joust you off of your ostrich. Yep.
0: And, so. yeah. and it was fun because it was also two player. And uh, I got to play with Leanne a bit. Mm -hmm. And she kept – because it's – I think you get more points if you both stay alive longer. And uh, she kept killing me on accident. (laughs) But every every time I died, it was because I could kind of understand where the computers were going. But Leanne was so everywhere, all over the place, I could not read what she was doing. And, yeah, so I died a lot to her. (laughs) I I wonder how many of our listeners
2: actually – Grew up playing arcade machines, and and if they have any favorites, we should mm. we should put a post out there this yep. yeah, week that absolutely uh, asks if you know what what their favorite machines. Yeah, have been. definitely. Yeah, yeah. So add it in the comments, or if you see it on Facebook or something, yeah. well let us, let know. us we, know. We'd really yeah. like to hear from you guys because I love arcade games, so mm-hmm. I'd like to see whatever other people are playing too. Yep. Patrick, let's talk about our mission.
0: Yeah, so this week uh, we want to spend some time and talk about the North Liberty Christian School. Uh, North Liberty Christian School was established to provide a safe Christian-centered environment where students are challenged to achieve academic and spiritual ex- uh, excellence. Uh, NLCS is an accredited school through the state of Indiana offering Christian education for kindergarten through sixth grade. Uh, to learn more about the North Liber- Liberty Christian School or any of our other missions, you can go to northliberty.cc missions.
2: Yep. All right, so we're talking today about some ways that we can worship the other six days of the week. I mean, worship on a Sunday morning is pretty uh, given. You can mm-hmm. be a pretty passive uh, worship experience there. You show up to church, and yep. a and, uh, worship leader stands up on stage, leads everybody in a few mm-hmm, songs, mm-hmm. and then you sit down and listen to the message. Uh, but we want to talk about how to worship the other six days of the week. That's what this podcast is about. How do we live the life of a Christian on all seven days of the week, not just on Sunday mornings? And uh, this idea that worship happens on Sunday morning um, and this idea that it kind of happens around you or to you is the first. uh, I kind of want to break that myth a little bit. I don't Mm -hmm. know if that's the right word to say it um, or get past this um, understanding, because for me, I think a really important place to talk about how to worship the other six days of the week, a really important place to start is with intentionality. Mm -hmm, Absolutely. Um, For me, worship cannot always be something that just happens to you or happens Mm -hmm. around you, but it requires you to actually be set in a mindset of worship or to actually look for opportunities to worship. So I think that's a a good place that we can start this conversation, Um, and I think it's going to apply to pretty much everything else we talk about for the rest of this episode. Sure, definitely. Um, It's just the, the intentionality behind why we worship and how we worship and doing it on purpose, yeah, definitely.
0: Mm-hmm. I think if you were to pull any number of of churchgoers or even non churchgoers, and you ask them, "Hey, what is worship?" I think probably ninety percent of them would say, "Oh, it's a we sing songs on yep. Sunday mornings." Yep. Yeah. and and I don't want to take away from that mm-hmm. uh, because singing is is mentioned so many times in the Bible. Is uh, all the a lot of the psalms are singing out sure, to absolutely. praise. Um, and for me. Um, singing and praise that way is, is probably the deepest form of worship that I do. Uh Um, uh not not even on Sunday morning. Actually, I feel like on my Sunday mornings, like I'm actually more enclosed and I don't worship as much like, um, but in my car, it's like my thing. Mm -hmm. Like, and I do it almost every day. I have a playlist and everything, but I wanted to talk about how, um, like, like I said, I have a playlist and I think of like back in middle school and in high school when I was dating a girl, it's like, Oh, I I can't always say what I'm trying to what I feel, but I made this really cool CD with songs <laughs> that made me think of uh-huh. you. And uh, I and that, that was the yeah. thing all through middle school and high school. I'm sure you guys have similar stories to that too.
1: No? no? You never <laughs> made CDs or mixtapes? Really. No, Did you make mixtapes? Well, tapes? I made mixtapes I yeah, dates yeah, yeah. myself. Yeah. But it usually wasn't directed to a girl, you know, oh, you know. Okay, you see know? See, I guess See, maybe I used that to record was, right off the radio. Right. Oh well, sure. Oh, that really dates myself. <laughs> well, then
0: maybe I'm just romantic. And I just, no, I, I've
1: heard of that happening. I, I just wasn't my
0: experience
2: <laughs> yeah. necessarily.
1: Well,
0: that was mine. So, like, we would make mixtapes for each other and pass them back and forth. Maybe CDs. that'd be a
1: secret for us. Maybe we need to do that for our wives. You that know, could make be them. Huh? Yeah. It'd be fun.
0: But I think I think about, about back on that, and it's like, well, some of some of these songs are portraying or, or written in a way that mm-hmm. I can't, I can't think of that. I don't have that talent sure. of coming up with words and a way to say it, but there's a lot of worship songs like that too. And I'm not just saying like the newer Hillsong United worship songs, like old hymns and new songs. Like there are just beautiful forms of words put to music that mm-hmm. can really strike mm-hmm. me into a, into a um, mind space of worship. Mm-hmm. Um, so like I said, I create a playlist and um I put it on shuffle, and man, it can just really like put me in that worship space.
2: Yeah, one of the things that you kind of mentioned there is worship for you, like that you, you use these worship songs for you as a way to worship, mm-hmm. and that's something uh, I'm 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 speaking this upcoming Sunday on worship. I'm, I'm giving the message, and that's one of the things I kind of touch on. Um, is that worship is is for God, Mm -hmm. except God doesn't really need it, right? He's God. So it's mostly also like both at the same time for us. And Mm -hmm. so I would encourage you guys, um, if you want to find out more about worship and not just how to worship, but why we worship, Mm -hmm. then I want to encourage you, to listen in uh, either this upcoming Sunday or if you're listening to this afterwards, um, all of our sermons are recorded online mm-hmm. on the YouTube channel and on the sermon podcast as well. So you should check that out if you want to find out uh, or just grow more uh, in your knowledge of worship as well.
1: Mm-hmm. And it's interesting you say that because it's, it is it's from our hearts communicating from our hearts to God. Mm-hmm. Um, and and it's for it's with us to God but it's also a posture thing, mm-hmm. and I think establishing a posture of like, um, I, I think of uh, I, you, you, when we're talking about worship. I think of Isaiah six, and I'm gonna read it. Sure, um, Isaiah six, starting at verse one. It says, "In the year of King Uzziah died, <clears throat> in the year that King Uzziah died, I saw the Lord seated on the throne, high and exalted, and the train of his robe filled the temple." And above him were seraphs, each, uh, each with six wings. With two wings they covered their faces, with two they covered their feet, and with two they were flying. And they were uh, calling to one another. It says, Holy, holy, holy is the Lord God Almighty. The whole earth is full of his glory. And at the sound of their voices, the doorpost and the threshold shook, and the temple was filled with smoke. And this is, uh, this is what I, Isaiah said. He says, Woe to me, I cried. I am ruined, for I am a man of unclean lips. I live among people of unclean lips. And my eyes have seen the King, the Lord God Almighty. And then it goes on to verse 6. It says, um, Then one of the seraphs flew to me uh, with a live coal in his hand, and, he, and which he had taken from the tongs from the altar. And with it, he touched my mouth, saying, See, uh, see, this has touched your lips. Your guilt is taken away, and your sins are atoned for me. And then I heard the voice of the Lord say, Whom shall I send, and who will go for us? And then Isaiah says, Here am I. Send me. And I, I, f- I feel like... Uh, you said something, you said intentionality. I think with worship, it really does take intention. I don't know about you guys, I get easily distracted. Mm-hmm. And so I think really what worship is, is just fixing our gaze on God and allowing uh, who he is to sink in enough for us to posture ourselves in a way where we can actually listen to and respond accordingly.
2: Yeah, I mean, there's there's... When I talk about intentionality, um, Patrick, you said sometimes just in your car you'll throw worship music on. Okay, mm-hmm. sometimes that can be intentional. Sometimes that can be passive. You know, sure, yeah, sometimes yeah, yeah. we're already mm-hmm. tuned into our Christian radio station right. and we've got worship music going on in the background. Absolutely, is that bad? No, absolutely, no, absolutely not, not. No, um, if, even if you're singing along while you're right. also just driving down the road. That doesn't necessarily mean it's intentional worship. It's so mm-hmm. worshipful. Absolutely. Um, but when I say intentional, I think there's times that we need to sit down and say, this is a time that I am setting aside in order to worship God. Absolutely. Um, I think those kinds of steps are really important because worship is, uh, worship is part of what we're created to do and to be as humans. Mm-hmm. God has created us to be worshipful beings mm-hmm. and uh, to sit down and to have an intentional time of worship, I think, is really important. Um, so, uh, you know, let, let's keep diving in. What are some other ways that we can (coughs) worship the other
0: six days of the week? Patrick, did you have one other thing? Uh, yeah, uh, I, I was part of what I was thinking was, um, communion and how, what that celebrates and what that means. And, and it really boils down to that intentionality thing still. Um, because on a Sunday it can be easy to be like, Oh, I grabbed my cup on the way in. There's this 90 second window to do this. Um, but it's not just that 90-second window. And we've encouraged people in, uh, in the past, like, hey, if, if you want to be intentional in, of taking this communion, you can take it home. Mm-hmm. Like, you can set aside Absolutely. a time to do this and have some prayer and meditation along with it. We offer a time in service to do it if you'd like. But um, I just think communion, I mean, just a remembrance of what that actually mm-hmm. means um, is another way that you could do that. Sometimes those acts of worship
2: that we do out of ritual end up losing some of their sacred. Mm
0: -hmm, Um, mm
2: -hmm. And I think that there's a lot to say about um, keeping things sacred. So keeping communion sacred or keeping worship music sacred, um, doing them as part of a church service is amazing and awesome. And it's a gift that Mm -hmm. we are able to do that in community with other people. It's incredible. Um, But if we we are running through the motions of this is what we do on Sunday mornings Mm -hmm. and you're really just trying to get to lunch or to the football game or whatever it is, you're you're missing out on an opportunity to actually dive into worship on a greater
0: level. Um, and I was listening to a podcast this morning about, um, um, like, setting aside time, not only, um, like, like, a Sunday ritual where we do it every Sunday, but, like, um, if we look back at, like, old Jewish traditional feasts, like, mm-hmm. they had tons of feasts set aside. Passover, mm-hmm. the Unleavened Bread, the Feast of the First Fruits, Pentecost, eventually. Um, all these different types of feasts that really just, it, that day was to glorify God and celebrate it. Well, I like that you brought that up because like you said, a lot of
2: times when we say, what is worship? The thing that comes to mind is corporate worship on a Sunday morning at 10 AM. But if you look through history, yeah, you see a lot of that. You see a lot of singing and and corporate worship and songs and instruments, but you also see them just having a feast. Right. Yeah. And it's like, have you ever considered that a, you know, Easter Sunday is a time of worship. Like it's not just you getting together with family and hunting Easter eggs. It's actually you're worshiping God by eating um, and remembering. And and you can worship in a lot of different ways. It doesn't have to be just um, singing, which brings me... Jody, before I get to mine, Jody, did you have another one that you wanted to talk about? The
1: thing that I really, as I, uh, how do I engage in worship? And, and, and each one of us are uniquely made and, and connect with God uniquely. And, and the thing that uh, just really resonates with me is my time when I'm able, in the quiet, and sometimes that's a little harder than others, especially with a four-year-old and a six-year-old mm-hmm. running around. Um, there's, no, you, there's no quiet? No, well, some t- quiet is hard, you know, uh, <laughs> is just digging into the word and opening up and let the Word of God to speak to my heart. And uh, it, it, it creates an opportunity for me to connect with God and allow, allow His uh, voice to affirm or uh, correct. And uh, it just puts me in a proper posture mm-hmm. where I uh, I understand, hey God, God <laughs> loves me, and God has a calling for me, and this is what He's called me to. And it it just kind of sets my heart. That's one of the ways that I worship God is through His word, devoting daily. Mm-hmm. Um, and I find that uh, in those seasons where I've leaned in hard and been disciplined and been intentional about that, that uh, the those moments when things aren't necessarily uh, intentional times that I'm able to connect to God. Through those moments, mm-hmm. when I when I'm intentional, I'm able to connect with Him in those moments when I'm just walking through the day, and that's really what worship's meant to be. It's meant mm-hmm. to be a twenty four seven thing. Sure, hmm.
2: yeah, I, I, and I love this continuing breaking the the cycle of uh, exploring different methods of worship. You know, um, ex- expanding on what our our definition of worship really mm-hmm. can be, and I love that just reading scripture or finding quiet time um, being an act of worship. And you said just walking through your day. Sometimes that's, it's a little bit harder to find intentionality. Um, But that's kind of leads to a little bit. What I wanted to to share Mm -hmm. as well is uh, one way that I think we can worship 24 seven every day of the week is to practice mindfulness. And what I mean Mm -hmm. by that is pay attention to your surroundings, pay attention to the things around you and understand them as being a gift from God. Um one of the scenes that we see in scripture that really stands out to me when I think about mindfulness is this time where Jesus performs his first miracle and he changes water into wine. And uh and he does this and and someone comes up a guy comes up to um to the hosts and he says, "Man, ev- everybody else, every other wedding I've been to, they put the good stuff out first." And then once everybody's drunk out of their minds, then they put out the cheap stuff. Mm -hmm. But that's not what you did. And and, and you put out the good stuff last. Mm -hmm. And there's a couple things that we can see about this guy. The first one is he obviously knows what he's talking about. He's Mm -hmm. not just some drunk guy uh, who's coming up. He's paying attention to the Mm -hmm. taste of the wine. He's paying attention to the taste of wine. And then he approaches the hosts and he says, wow, I can't believe you put this stuff out. This stuff is so incredible. I can't believe you cared so much about us as guests, that you would put out the good wine even after everybody's drunk. Wow, that's so amazing. And the fact that he paid attention to that and that he approached the host and he shared that with him, I think is a really um, cool testament to him just paying attention to the gifts that that he was and his presence there in the presence of Jesus. Um, and we can do that 24-7. Absolutely. When we look around us in our environment, we pay attention to the things that we have. Um, and we recognize that everything that we have comes from God and we just slow down and and recognize what's going on, it's an act of worship, for me at least. Uh, I can't speak for everybody, but for, for me it's an act mm-hmm. of worship. When I can be thankful for just the everyday gifts that I've given or been given, um, that can be an act of worship. Is, is there something that maybe you guys like would stand out maybe? when Well, and I
1: think uh, one of the things that I try to do, and depending on the day depends on how tired I am, but before I uh, go close my eyes to go to sleep, I try to, in a reflective prayer, think of, of just how the day has gone and how God is blessed and how, you know, how, um, just the good things that have happened. And, and so to choose that posture of thankfulness in that moment saying, Oh man, you know what? Sometimes you're going through the day, you don't necessarily acknowledge, but at the end of the day, before I close my eyes to go to sleep, I try to stop mm-hmm. and, and just uh, reflect on the day and, and just say, okay, where where did God intervene? Where I didn't necessarily see. Where was the gifts that He didn't see? And sometimes there's a personal reflection of, of areas in my own life where I'm like, okay, I got that off a little bit, and and I need to confess that before the Lord, or or uh, uh, what do I need to do? Just just kind of reset my my mind before I go to sleep. Yeah um, this
0: doesn't go a hundred percent in line with what you were saying, like recognizing the gifts that you're given, but the way you interact with other people too, can be an act of worship. Mm-hmm. Um, I think of, um, John thirteen thirty four and 35 is the new commandment I give to you, love one another as I have loved you so that you may love one another. Um, by this, everyone will know that you are my disciples. And, uh, if you love one another, and I just think, the way you're interacting with people is also a reflection of Jesus mm-hmm. and an Absolutely. act of worship to bring others into that um, that space, mm-hmm. and and they can they can see um, that might be something might be different about you, and and you're just in this act of worship. Mm-hmm. Um,
2: well, Colossians three seventeen, um, in everything you do, word or deed, do it all for the glory of mm-hmm. God. Right. Um, I love that verse. And I think anytime that we are in line with God's desire for our life of bringing glory to him, anytime we're doing that, that's an act of worship. Yeah. Uh, so if we're glorifying God, then we're worshiping God. Mm -hmm. Um, sometimes that is passive. Sometimes that is active. Mm -hmm. Sometimes that's around other people. Sometimes it's by ourselves. Mm -hmm. Um, but I think that, I think that verse says just like many of the other verses we've looked at, that worship doesn't have to be confined to 30 minutes on a Sunday morning, but it can be 24 seven. Yeah. Um, 365, it can be your entire uh, life, can be a a living worship to God, sometimes on purpose, sometimes just by being part of God's creation. Mm -hmm. Yeah, definitely. So hopefully this has given you guys some good good places to start for Mm -hmm. how to worship the other six days of the week, and I hope that you feel encouraged to really be intentional, be mindful, um, be worshipful, and find opportunities to uh, really— have an an opportunity to encounter God this week through an act of worship that maybe is something new for you. Try something new um, and see how God can create that in you. There are so many things that we didn't even talk. We didn't talk about uh, nature, you know, (laughs) like, you know.
0: Yeah, and like prayer journaling. Like there's so many different ways of worship. Um, But Just
2: explore and, and, and find ways that you can worship God all seven days of the week because that is what we as humans were created to be and do. So uh thank you guys for listening in. Thank you, Jody. Thank you, Patrick. Uh, my name is Preston. This has been the Other Six Podcast and we'll see you again in a couple weeks.